Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to the New Birth Podcast. There's a word of hope for you today, and we are excited for what God is doing here at New Birth. For more information, visit our website, nbplaceofhope.com. Now for the message by our senior pastor, Gabby Mejia. Today we're going to uh, conclude our Soul Will I series, and I believe it has been a blessing to us all. And I uh, just want to recap a little bit. Week one, we talked about if creation worships, so will I. Um, the question is, how does creation worship God? How does creation worship? I mean, we just sang a whole song, if creation worships, so will I. Well, creation worships simply by obedience. Obedience. From the moment God created, the moment God made creation, from the moment God made the sun, the sun has not stopped doing what it was created to do. From the moment God made all of creation, It has continuously, ongoing, been performing its reason for existence. And by obedience is how creation worships the Lord. Second week, we talked about worship. So will I. And we read Psalms chapter 148, Psalms chapter 138, and Psalms chapter 150. And we read and we learned that uh, it was King David who said, uh, said, let everything that has breath praise God. The Lord. Uh, David writes in the monarchical uh, era, which means that whatever a king spoke became law. That's why when you read the Psalms, uh, uh, they don't ask us to praise. They command us to praise. Because whenever a king spoke, that became law. It became legislature. And so, because he was the influential person of Israel at the time of his leadership, he operated in that scope. And I believe that we as believers... We are called by God in our homes to establish what the Bible says. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And so kings worshiped God. Uh, week three, we talked about if the wealthy worships God, so will I. And we talked a little bit about Job and we talked a little bit about Zacchaeus and how the Bible makes a contrast between the wealth of the world with the poverty. The Bible says that in Matthew chapter 5, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom. A kingdom is a millionaire empire. And God says, I'm going to give the kingdom, the empire of the kingdom to those who are poor in spirit. And when he talks about being poor in spirit, he's talking about being dependent on God. Just like an indigent poor person every day gets on the streets and is depending on people to sustain themselves, he says, those who are like that in the spirit, I will give them the kingdom of heaven. And today we're going to talk about if angels worship you, so will I. The question I want to start off by asking is, what are angels? What are angels? The word angel is an interesting word because Uh, When we look at the Bible, in the Old Testament, the word angel is the word malak, and it's found 103 times in the Old Testament. When you look at it in the Greek, in the New Testament, is the word angeles, uh, and it's found 175 times in the New Testament. And it's interesting that when we we look in the Bible, because the Bible says that angels are worshiping God, and I'll explain that in a minute. But, but what is the job of an angel? What's the job? Some of us sometimes think that angels are just in heaven, just saying hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. <laughs> well, what, what's the job of an angel? Well, the definition of an angel is a 
messenger. Angels are messengers. Now, 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 angels are not designed to be worshipped and or revered. Think about when you get mail in your house. When you get mail, right? You're waiting for your, uh, your, your t income tax, right? Your income tax. You're waiting for your, how many of you guys waiting for your income tax? Y'all already got it? Y'all better tie it to Jesus, you liars. Don't be getting your income tax on tie, devil is a lie, right? You're waiting for your income tax. You're waiting for your income tax. Waiting for your, and all of a sudden, the mailman brings you the income tax, and you get excited, but you don't, you don't take the mailman out to dinner. You don't thank him. You don't hug him because he's not the one who's giving you the income tax. He is just the person hand-giving you what was already designed for you. So when we talk about angels, angels are messengers. And whenever an angel shows up in your life, he doesn't come on behalf of himself. He comes on behalf of the one who sent him. So how does angels worship God? They worship God what they were created to do. Every time an angel brings a message, that's how he worships God, which is the reason why Lucifer was kicked out of heaven because his job was to do a specific function and he disobeyed God. And because of disobedience, he stopped fulfilling his function. So I, I'm, I'm telling you this because whenever an angel shows up, he's showing up to tell you something that was said about you when you wasn't even there. What does that mean? That whenever the angel shows up on your behalf, you should have joy in your heart, expectation in your spirit, and a sense of anticipation that something good is coming your way. Somebody say amen. So angels come with a message. They come with with a message. Now, when we talk about angels, we have a hierarchy of angels. There are classifications of angels, okay? You have, for instance, angels, which are messengers, but under that, you have an archangel. Did you guys bring my sword? You, you, you have an archangel. And, 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 and what is an archangel in the Bible? An archangel is that type of celestial being that his function is to fight on behalf of the message that is coming your way. Remember the book of Daniels? Daniel was praying for 21 days. He was praying and praying and praying. And the Bible says that for 21 days, God or the answer didn't come. And Daniel thought that God had forgotten about him. But then the Lord reveals to him when the angel shows up, he said, it wasn't that God forgot about your prayer. He heard your prayer the very moment you utter it. But there was a principality, there was a force of Persia that was opposing. And so an archangel came to fight on behalf of the response that was coming to Daniel. I want you to know that every time God decides to send a messenger, which is an angel, there is an opposing force trying to impede from you to getting from what God has for you. But don't get scared and don't get twisted. There's an archangel supporting the angel to make sure that what God has for you will come to pass. Now, 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 again, when we think angels, we see them with wings flapping around and they ain't doing nothing and they're just up in bliss. No, no, there's a whole system going up in heaven to make sure that when you praise God, everything in heaven is going to work in conjunction with your praise so that the doors can be open on your behalf so that you can experience the glory of God in your life. Listen, listen, angels, then you have archangels, and then you have what they call the angel of the Lord. 
What is the angel of the Lord? It's what we call in theology the theophany. The theophany of God is when Jesus Christ himself would sneak into the pages of the Old Testament because Jesus was not supposed to show up unto Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. And as his wives, when Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with the Holy Spirit. And he said, you shall conceive forth a son. And you shall call his name Jesus. And, he shall, and you know the story, right? But up until Matthews, Jesus was not supposed to show up in the pages of Scripture. But every so often, every so often, Jesus personified himself in the form of an angel. Remember Manoah, the father of Samson, the angel of the Lord, appeared to Manoah and told Manoah, you're going to have a son and his name is going to be Samson. Remember when Jacob fought the angel of the Lord, Jesus personified himself. What am I trying to tell you? In the midst of chaos, in the midst of harsh in the midst of struggle if you maintain a life of obedience there's sometimes God's gonna send an angel there's sometimes God's gonna send an archangel but sometimes the Lord himself is gonna come on your behalf and he gonna let you know if you live a life of obedience oh God a thousand may come to your right and ten thousand to your left but none will touch you why because the angel of the Lord encamps around them that trust them and he wins deliver them angels archangels the angel we have another one called cherubims these are all celestial beings within the hierarchy of divinic manifestation who are cherubims cherubims are protectors protectors and defenders of God's glory now what is God's glory what is God's glory? Is it something you can smell? Is it something you could taste? All I can tell you is it's really, really valuable to the point that God has cherubims, and their job is to protect and uncover the glory of God. To protect and uncover. Remember the book of Genesis when Adam and Eve sinned, God put a cherubim. With a, with a sword, and he began to protect, not, not the garden, not the garden. The cherubim never protected the garden because cherubims are not designed to protect the garden. Cherubims are designed to protect God's glory. When you read the Garden of Eden, you cannot confuse the garden with Eden. Two different things. The garden is the geographical location where Eden was at. But Eden and the garden is not Eden. Eden comes from the Hebrew word A-Y-D-E-N, which is Aden. And what that means is the presence of God in a specific place for a specific time and for a specific function. When Adam and Eve sinned, Eden was removed from the garden. But Eden, I feel like preaching right now, but I'm going to take my time. And so God puts a cherubim not on the garden because the garden has no purpose outside of God's presence. God put the 
cherubim in front of Eden as if to say because of your disobedience, you don't have access to the presence of the glory of God. What can separate us from the glory of God? Not the devil, he's a liar. Not sin, he's defeated. What separates me from the glory is my disobedience. That's why the Bible says I prefer obedience over sacrifice. You'd be surprised how much in the glory you would live if you live a life of obedience. You'd be surprised how the caravans will open up the windows of heaven on your behalf when you live a life of obedience. When you walk in obedience, you're walking in the glory of God. John said, and we beheld his glory, glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of mercy and truth. When you walk in disobedience, the cherubims comes and they block the glory. The only thing that gives you limited access to God's glory is your level of disobedience. And so the, the, the cherubims, their job is to protect or uncover. They will uncover it to those who are obedient and they will protect it from those who are disobedient. They will uncover it from those who are in sin and they will expose it to those who are in grace. So I'm trying to tell you church, I'm trying to tell you church, cherubims are designed to expose, cherubims are designed to let you know how accessible to God you can be simply by obeying and living a life of obedience. Because obedience is the preamble to an act of worship. Worship is not singing a song. We think that praise is, and worship is, mm, no, 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 no. Those are, exp those are expressions, but that's not it. Listen, I, I can have the nastiest voice. I can have the offbeat tempo and sing offbeat. But when I start living in obedience, God said, that's, a that's what I want. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for worshipers because God is spirit. And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So you have archangels. You have angels. You have the angel of the Lord. You have cherubims. And then you have seraphims. What are seraphims? Seraphims. If we, were to go, if we were to go literally, because God is everywhere at the same time, occupying every space. But if we go literal in our finite mindset, seraphims are the closest angelic beings to God. Book of Revelation tells us that there were some seraphims, which John calls living creatures, who are seraphims, and the Bible says that these seraphims have a distinctive that the other angels or in the hierarchy of divine uh, angels don't have. Uh, these seraphims have six wings. With two wings, the angels are spirits, right? Okay, okay. and if they're spirits, that means that they don't, they don't have a bodily form. But when John sees them in the book of Revelation, he says that with two wings, they covered their face. Now, now how, how does a seraphim have a face if a seraphim is a spirit? Okay, I'm going to get there in a minute. And, 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 and they, have, they have to cover themselves from what? From the glory of God. Now, 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 now I look retarded here, right? <laughs> They cover themselves from the glory of God. Now, the only ones that could uncover glory or cover glory are the 
cherubims. But even though the cherubims are not as close to God as the seraphims, because with two wings they cover themselves, with two wings they cover their legs, and with the other two wings, since God is so high in eternity, they're flapping their wings, flying to the height of the glory, of the essence, of the power of God, and all they can say is, Holy, 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 but time out, time out, don't get happy, don't have you. How could they say holy when they can't see holy? How can they say holy when they're too busy, they can't see it? Because I realize in my walk that I don't need to see God to know that he's God. I don't need to feel God to know that he's God. When I think of his goodness and all he's done for me, when I walk a life of obedience, it don't matter whether I see him or whether I don't. I'm here to tell you today. Job said, shall we receive the good of God and not the bad? The Lord give and the Lord take away. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bless the name of the Lord. And when you bless God like that, you show up in the glory of God. With two wings, they cover themselves. With two wings, they cover their legs. Their eternity flying, 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 declaring holy, holy, holy. Angels, obedience. That's how they worship God. Seraphims. Eter can you imagine eternity flapping your wing? You know how tired I'll be by now? And their wings can't stop because if they dis if they stop flapping, they disobey. The archangels are fighting that message through. If the archangel stops fighting, they disobey because disobedience when you don't do what God commanded you to do. So now, so now, angels obeying consequence worship, seraphims obeying consequence worship, cherubims obeying consequence worship. Sir, uh, uh, the angel of the Lord, you know, he do whatever he wants because he's Jesus, right? So put him in another category. And, and all of these celestial beings are worshiping God. And while that's happening in heaven, celestial beings who were created to worship, okay? That's why when we say, that's why when we say, Let's worship with the angels. I, want, I don't want you just to have the image that there's a Hammond organ in the background and we're just singing. No. They worship by doing what they were created to do. How do you worship God? By doing what you were created to do. The moment you stop doing what you were created to do, you stop worshiping God. How does creation worship God? Creation worships God by obedience. If, imagine if the sun said, I want to shine today. The sun stops worshiping God. Now, how does the sun worship God? I'm going to talk about light in a minute. But listen, listen. Angels, seraphims, archangels, cherubims, they were all designed to worship God. They were, now, 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 when we talk about worship, we're not talking about eternal worship based by the Greek word doulos, which is obligation. We're talking about celestial beings are eternally worshiping God not robotic, because sometimes we feel that angels are just robotic. No, angels don't sing. They don't sin because they're robotic. They don't mess up. Well, time out. Lucifer was holy. He was perfect, and he jacked up. 
So angels don't, angels don't stay holy because they don't have the option not to be holy. They choose to obey. Oh God, I feel like Listen, so, so they're worshiping God. Celestial beings are worshiping God, doing exactly what they were created. And while all that is happening in heaven, you got to see this. While all that is happening in heaven, mailman, spiritual mailman, angels, bringing message, coming back. You know, I, I want you to change your perspective of, of this bliss, uh, uh, you know, uh, Cupid flying little fat little babies. No, no, take that out of your head. And I'll see ruckus, because that's what's happening in heaven, ruckus. Angels, God, what do you want me to do? God, message over here. Bring this over here. God. Uh-huh. Archangels, okay, you got to fight. Take a sword, and we're fighting. And, and there's ruckus going on in heaven. And every time God sees an archangel doing his stuff, he's worshiping me. Every time God sees an angel doing his stuff, he's worshiping me. I wonder what God looks at and how God feels when he looks at you and when he looks at me. Can he say he worships me? She praises me? Or she only praises Sunday from 11.15 to 1.30 p.m.? Now, creation worships and they don't have a soul. Creation worships, and they don't have a spirit. Creation worships, and they don't have a consciousness. They don't have intuition. And you have intuition. And you have consciousness. And you have the Holy Spirit. And you have the word of God. That's why why Jesus Jesus said, Papa, Papa. Because, you know, because if you don't want to praise me, Jesus said, if y'all don't praise me, the rock's going to praise me. Because the rocks don't need to feel to praise. Rocks praise by obedience. The sun don't need to feel to praise. The sun is the most obedient thing. The first thing I did in Genesis chapter 1, I said, let there be light. And from Genesis chapter 1 verse 3 to 2018, the sun's been shining the hell out of himself. Telling the devil, I'm still going to do. It might be cloudy. There might be a hurricane. There might be a storm. You might not see me because the cloud. But that don't mean I'm not shining. I'm going to obey the God who made me. And that's how I give my God the glory and the praise. You better praise God. No money in your pocket? Praise him. Broke in your back? Praise him. No money? Praise him. Sick in your body? Praise him. You lost your job? Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Obedience is your best form of worship. Listen to me. There's rockets in heaven. Hay un revolo allá arriba. And then, the book of Isaiah says, the book of Isaiah says, all of the earth is full of your glory. Now, in heaven, all you got is glory. On earth, all you got is glory. Now, 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 look at this picture. Because the picture here is, there's a whole ruckus going up in heaven. The earth, not, 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 not believers, not believers. The earth, the rocks. Every time the water hits the rocks, whoosh, that noise is praise. Every time the bird is praising God. Every time you hear that little annoying demonic squirrel squirking in the wind, you're like, don't get mad at the squirrel. It's praising God. 
It, 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 I, remember, I remember my son, my son, John, John. We, when we first went to Puerto Rico, there, there, there's this little frog in Puerto Rico called El. Uh-huh. And they call him El Coqui because that's what he does, right? At nighttime, the coqui begins to go. But, 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 the, but the problem with that is that there's not just one coqui. There's about 17.2 trillion coquis in Puerto Rico. And I remember my son one time. My son one time, he, he was, must have been, what, three, four, four years old, five years old? He was two. He was two. And we went to preach in a crusade out there. And every time the nighttime came, he was asking mommy, crying. I mean, was mommy, Suki. Because that's how he interpreted Koki to him was Suki. And we're like, who the heck is Suki? Every, every night, every night, he would start crying to us, Suki, Suki. So we finally realized that we always say Suki at nighttime. And he will always say Suki because he was hearing the Koki going, right, right, right. But in his mind, he was like, that's annoying. In his mind, he was like, that's terrifying. In his mind, he was that scary because he was at a level here and here that he could not understand the noise that it was producing. And to him, it brought fright. But there came a point now in the mind of my son that now when he hears a frog, it don't cause him fear. Why? Because now he knows what it is. Now he knows what it does. Now, here's what I'm trying to tell you. When you are at a level in God, when your neighbor comes to church with a kokisuki spirit, don't get mad because they're praising God. You don't know the hell they're going through. You don't know what they've been struggling with. What you got to suki sound till you find out your suki sound so that when God, God hears the suki sound, he can say, my people know how to praise me in spite of what they're going through. You got your neighbor tell them, suki, suki. Listen, now listen. I'm almost done. So in the heavens, there's noise. On the earth, creation is worship. I want you to see the sandwich of worship. You have worship in the heavenlies. You have creation worshiping him in the earth realm. And look what the Bible says. Because now the question is, where is the devil? People think the devil is in hell. The devil is not in hell. If he were in hell, life would be a breeze. The devil, the devil is what we call the prince of the air. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2. Look what it says. Paul says, in which you once walked according to the course of this world. That word world is not the third planet off from the sun. Okay? That word world is the spiritual cosmos. It's not, it's not, it's not. The globe, okay? It's the spiritual. He says, he says, he says, and which one time you walked according to the course of this world? According to the prince of who? The air. The spirit who now works. Look how, look how this devil works. The devil works in those who operate in the spirit of what? Because he is the ruler. The devil is the prince of darkness. He became the prince of darkness because he disobeyed. The devil has advantage over believers who walk in disobedience. And when you walk in disobedience, you become sons of darkness. And when you become sons of darkness, you cannot illuminate. What he says. The course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. So now the question is, why air is the apostle Paul talking 
about. Because then in chapter 6 and verse 12 of the book of Ephesians, he says this. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. And now, just like God has a hierarchy, angels, archangels, seraphims, cherubims, the angel of the Lord, right? You have a hierarchy of angels. The devil also has a hierarchical structure of demonic forces. Now, this is important. Why? Because when you read Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, Paul gives us that structure. He says, for we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against his one, his one, one, one level or, or, or of the hierarchical demonic force. He says, but we wrestle against principalities. That's one. We wrestle against powers. That's against rulers of the darkness of this age. That's three. We wrestle against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Now, time out, time out, time out. You said God lives in heaven. But why does the verse says that the devil and all of his hierarchical structure is in the heavenly places? I'm glad you asked that because there are three levels in this system. You have, remember, remember, in the times of the Bible, they didn't have. The machines that we have today, people didn't go to outer space. We didn't have astronauts. They didn't have telescopes. They, they, they would just look at, uh, when the Bible says uh, the heavens uh, tell uh, the glory of God, when they talk about heavens, they're not talking about the sky. But in their finite mind, the biggest thing to define the galaxy and the stratosphere and all of that was heaven. Okay? So when the Bible talks about these demonic forces are in heavenly places, Leads me to believe that there's another realm that God wants to show us. Now, understand, we're talking about sandwich. We are on earth, right? We're on earth. Can, I, can you say amen at least? I don't know. Yeah, you're on earth, planet earth, state of Florida, Osceola County, OHS, Kissimmee, Florida. Okay? That's where you at. Now, listen. We are on earth. God is not in heaven. God is in the heavens of the heavens. God is not in heaven. Heaven is what you see when you look up the sky. That's heaven. That's where astronauts go and we have landed and you put the flag on the moon. That, that's heaven. That's outer space. God is not in outer space. Like I told you earlier, God is everywhere, occupying every space at the same time. But God is not there. Why? Because that's the realm, that's the realm where the enemy is at. Because he's the prince of the air. He is the prince of the air. He is the prince of the air. Somebody say prince of the air. Say it again. Okay, 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 okay. He's the prince of the air, which means to be a prince is to be the first ruler of the air. God is not in space. God is in the heavens of heavens. The devil is in heaven and we are on. Now the devil, the devil is the prince. That's the key word. The first ruler of the air is the devil. God gave him that position, which means for something to come down from the heavens of the heavens to the earth, it's got to pass through heaven. Okay. But he is the ruler of of the air. Oh God, I, 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 I really feel like preaching right now for like 22.3 seconds. He, he, he is the ruler of the air. Ain't it a coincidence that, 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 that the devil has used the air to distort humanity? Isn't it a coincidence that he uses, how do we communicate through internet? How do we communicate through the communication systems, through 
air. People go to satellites and they put satellites up in space. And what does the devil do? He uses the airwave to distort our children with pornography. He uses the airwaves to distort our families. He uses the airwaves and he uses media to distort society because his objective is if I can take control of the air and distort the earth with porn, with sin, with lust, with alcoholism and use media to project what I want them to see, they will never pass my space to get to the heavenlies of heaven and they're going to keep a life of disobedience. That's why kids watch TV and they feel it's okay to have sex before marriage. That's why kids watch and they feel it's okay to smoke blunts and smoke weed and I don't care what state in America said it's legal to smoke marijuana. The devil is a liar but the system is designed to make us believe that that's what we can do but those of us that are living in the realm of the spirit we're not bound by the spirit of the devil we're going upstairs into the glory and the power and the grace of God listen to me listen to me so the devil is right here God is up here and we're here there's ruckus going up in heaven in the heavens of heavens there's ruckus going on with creation because creation has not stopped praising God now, the earth, the heavenly, and the heavens of heavens. Now, let me tell you what does that represent in your body and in my body. Heavenly realm represents the place where Satan and the angels are. The heavens of the heavens is the place where God is, and earth is the place where we are. So when it comes to us, we're composed in a trichotomy as well. Your mind represents what? The earth realm. Your spirit represents the heavens of heavens. And your heart and your soul represents the place in between the celestial and the mundane. And this is why the devil is after your heart and after your mind. And Jeremiah 17, 9 put it this way. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? And Luke chapter 6, 45, Jesus said, he said, he said, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good and an evil man out of the evil treasures of his heart brings forth evil why for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks so it is my responsibility to take control of the part of me that wants to be subjected to the will of the enemy it is my responsibility because my mind wants to be connected to God my spirit wants to be connected to God but my soul wants to be connected to the world that's why David said in Psalms chapter 103 verse 1 and 2 he says praise the Lord all my soul and in my own being praise the holy name praise the lord oh, not forget all of his what does that mean that while i'm trying to live right and my soul's trying to live wrong i'm going to put my mind to work and tell myself no you're not going to jack jacob you're not going to mess up because i remember what the lord has done in my life and in spite of how i feel i will praise the lord listen to me so there's traffic when we worship. There's traffic when we worship. 
So I, I, my, my job today is to kind of like allow you to see it. Do you see the tapong? Do you see the tapong in heaven? Do you see the congestion in the heavenlies? Every time you praise God, it goes through the realm of satanic region. And it goes to God. Every time you praise the Lord, it's got to pass through the devil's atmosphere. It's got to go. And every time you praise God, he gets upset. Why? Because Satan does not want your praise to go through him. He doesn't want your praise to get to God. Why? Remember, the devil was a worshiper. Remember, the devil was the angel of light. And he worshiped how? He worshiped by doing what he was created to do. Every time you praise God. He's the prince of darkness. He's the ruler of darkness. And look what Jesus says in, 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 in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. Look what he says. He says, you are the light of who? Of the world. Lucifer's name used to be angel of disobedience. Changes name from angel of light to prince of darkness. But Jesus says, you are now going to be called the light of the world. Now what is light? What is light? How many of you guys have had a blown, a blown, a blown, a bulb that blew out? Anybody? Right? You take it off, right? It doesn't turn on. It doesn't, you take it off. And what's the first thing you do to make sure if it's not working? What do you do? You shake it, right? You go like this. Why do you shake it? Because in that bulb, that bulb has like a little, uh, un alambre, like a little metal contraption in there, right? That little, what do you call that? A who? A philibus. It has a metal philibus, right? Oh, I learned the word today. It has a metal philibus, right? And that metal philibus, okay, when you, right, you flick the switch, that philibus begins to move like this. And it begins to make a vibration sound. It's so thin to the ear. But that philibus, as it does what it's created to do, it produces a sound. And the sound, which you can't hear it, the sound is what ignites the light bulb. If there's no sound, that's why when you, when you get the feel. If there's no sound, there's no light. When Jesus says you're the light of the world, he's saying, he's saying, he's not saying that when God sees you, he sees the light bulb and you're walking down the streets. No, no. He's saying you're creating a sound. Whenever you obey, whenever you walk in obedience, you are creating a sound. And that sound is illuminating the darkness. And every time you walk in obedience, the devil sees your obedience. And here's what he sees. Light, 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 light. That's why angels in heaven are, are constantly in obedience, creating that sound in heaven. Those of us that are believers, we're on the earth and we're creating that sound on earth. And creation is worshiping. Humans are worshiping. Angels are worshiping. Here's what I'm going to tell you today. Day. God's desire for his church is that we may walk from this day forward in a spirit of obedience. So why don't you get up on your feet and get ready to obey God and give God the best of your praise and tell the Lord if creation worships, so would I. If humans worship, so would I. We hope this message has inspired you. As a place of hope, our church is committed to reach our community. If you'd like more information about New Birth, visit our website at nbplaceofhope.com.